So the wealth here is not just about things that you, you know, you own. It is things that you own, but it's not just things that you own. Those specific things, things that you do own have to be of a particular type. Mm-hmm. So they have to be what we call productive assets. So, you know, in the normal calculation of net worth, Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, a podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Oh, Peter, I'm very well. I'm kind of hot. Um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay, not kind of. I am very hot. Shooting this episode, uh, I am not trying to tantalise our listeners, but I am topless because I am boiling. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, so, yeah. nah, man. Um, yeah, I'm hearing that, man. Hopefully, you're well. Otherwise, that being hot, bro. Yeah, I'm great. I'm good, man. I can't complain. Come on, come on, come on. Likewise, man, it is baking over here, but we do what we need to do, man. Over here in the UK, we're actually in um a drought so we haven't had rain in quite some time but it's just been heat 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 um to the extreme in some places as well man so we're eagerly anticipating for that rain to come but no just a massive shout out um to our listeners also wherever you are in the world please keep doing what you're doing supporting us sharing liking subscribing and all of that good stuff um jack's most recently we've been very busy particularly over the summer doing what we love doing in the community working with uh young people most recently we was working with young people over at crystal palace football stadium this time how do you find that Oh my goodness, I absolutely enjoyed it, yeah. So we we partnered up with uh, Palace for Life uh, through the NCS programme. We delivered to quite a lot of young people. I think it was about 120 plus. Mm. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. We got through some activities. The young people were very engaging. And do you know what? Whenever we do these things, I just get really excited because these are the things that I would have loved to be a part of when I was young. And you know, for them to be exposed to some of the things that we're teaching them from such a young age, I think really, really sets them up really nicely uh, for the future. No, absolutely, man. And if you're a young person listening to this and you ever want to jump on some of our programs that we run virtually, just sign up to our mailing list on www.walkfinance.co.uk or if you're someone who works with young people, whether it's a youth organisation or a school or anything alike, you can get in touch with us, info at walkfinance.co.uk. We're happy to come to you around the UK or deliver virtually. Just get in touch and we can discuss from there, man. Because as Jack said, it's just a passion for us working with young people. We get a real joy um, just listening and engaging with young people um, on the topic of personal finance. So yeah, man, looking forward to hearing from anyone that this may be of interest to. So Jack, today let's kick off with the topic we are going to be discussing functional wealth versus net worth. Now, a couple of episodes ago, we um, done an episode called Is Calculating Your Net Worth Important? I think it was along those lines. So our listeners can uh, listen to that for a bit more uh, detail just about net worth in general. But Jax, you want to give our listeners a bit of a reminder of, you know, what is your net worth? What is all of that about? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the clue, the clue is in its name. You often hear me say that. Um, so your net worth is essentially what you would do is you would look at all the things that you own, um, all the assets that you own, 
And then you would take away everything that you owe. So the first one is own, O-W-N. And then you take away everything that you owe, O-W-E. And the net of that will give you a figure that gives you what we call your net worth. So a net worth would include things that, that you uh, own, even including your car, including uh, financial assets and anything like that, your pension accounts and that kind of stuff. Um, and then you would take away any debt, any liabilities that you owe as well and then the figure that comes at the end that is your net worth love it love it love it nice straightforward example um and i guess when we did that episode what did we conclude on in in terms of is it important to actually know and calculate your net worth yeah so the things that we came across was the fact that yes it's, it's something that is good to know it's something that's good to work towards um and yeah it's something that you know we should have at the back of your mind, but we said it's not the most important thing. Mm. Um, and there are some cons as well. Uh, you know, a lot of the time we think we, we believe that the calculation of your of your net worth is more of an ego task, <laughs> something to boost your ego mm. or something to wake you up. So it, it can work both, both, both sides. Um, but you know, there, there's other things that you need to be considering when it comes to uh, you know, the world of personal finance, aside from just your net worth. But it is good to know it because you know it can serve you in the future especially when you can convert your net worth into uh, productive things absolutely and one of the other things to consider besides your net worth is the term functional wealth what is that yeah so it's a term that i came across very recently um now the actual ideology behind the term is very popular i think um people have probably heard it you know communicated in different ways but it's functional wealth. Again, as I will say, the clue is in its name. So the wealth here is not just about things that you, you know, you own. It is things that you own, but it's not just things that you own. Those specific things that you do own have to be of a particular type. Mm. So they have to be what we call productive assets. So, you know, in the normal calculation of net worth, um, as I said earlier, you would include uh, things like even your car. You would include uh, anything that has any type of value attached to it, right? Mm. Um, however, when it comes to functional wealth, you only look at things um, that produce um, a return. Mm. So it will only include uh, things like uh, your investment accounts, uh, property, anything that can produce, let's say, uh, income through through interest, through uh, things like dividends, uh, uh, capital appreciation. You wouldn't include things um, that um, go down in value, like like a car. Mm. And there are, I think there's different variations of looking at functional wealth, but I think one variation focuses on p- the pure income side. So it's not just about capital appreciation. The key word with functional wealth is a predictable positive cash flows. Mm. Um, so you know, uh, even when we talk about assets, it's more focused on let's say dividend paying assets or 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 uh, interest interest-bearing um, assets, uh, rental income, rather than the house that you live in. It focuses on things that produce an income. Mm. And that, you know, the bigger your income, the bigger your functional wealth. Hmm. Now, Stephen, um, you said the term predictable income, because I was going to say, can someone, um, you know, let's say the car, which would be part of your net worth, but you wouldn't really include it in your functional wealth. If someone then say, I don't know, I'm going to start rent. You know, there's these apps and stuff you could, where you can rent your car to people to reduce income. Would that then come over to functional wealth? I don't believe so. I think um, 
I, I think it depends, but mm. I think when we talk about functional, generally, uh, we're looking at assets that have a history mm. um, of producing income and the purpose of you purchasing it. I think the keyword, that's the keyword. The purpose of the purchase is for mm. the income. Understood. So, um, you know, when you buy a company that's uh, been around for a very long time, has a history of growing and paying out a cash flow. So let's say the, the dividend aristocrats or dividend mm. champions and kings, um, those you would say have a lot of history behind it and you can somewhat predict the level of dividends that they spit out. Mm. Um, so that positive predictable cash flow is easier and, and, and captured in functional wealth than uh, the example that you gave. Love it, love it, love it. No, I, that 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 makes uh, perfect sense. Now, why is it actually important for someone to, well, you you know, you said it's it's a fairly newish term or recent term. Why is it actually uh, could it be important for someone to be focusing on functional wealth rather than let's say just their net worth? Yeah, because you you can't live off your net worth. Mm. Um, yes, to an extent, uh, you know, if you can grow your net worth over a long period of time, at the later stages, let's say you reach retirement, you can, to a high extent, um, convert some of the um, assets on paper um, into cash and then use that cash to purchase an income-producing asset like an annuity. Um, so there is that aspect, but generally speaking, um, you know, most people are not going to sell their car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that, that's the whole idea. When it comes to even buying assets, what functional wealth is not interested in is buying an asset that you have to sell later mm-hmm. in order to, to gain from it, mm-hmm. right? So it's pure, they see it as, as kind of like pure speculation. You don't really know. You're buying an asset so that in the future someone else can buy it off you for a higher price. Mm-hmm. That's a bit different from buying an asset that's productive and actually produces an income for you. And you don't ever have to actually sell the asset and you can actually live off the income. And I think that's, you know, that's the attraction and, and that's the importance. Um, the importance comes down to the fact that it is more predictable. Mm. Um, you know, income is more predictable than capital appreciation. And the reason behind that is because capital appreciation really usually comes down to demand and supply. Mm. And we can't really predict um, people's demand and, and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the key word is that predictability and income is generally more predictable than, than capital appreciation. Let's look at properties, for example. It's easy mm. to predict what you're going to get for rental income. If the average you know, rent in, in the area is X amount for a free bed, it's going to be X amount for your, your house as well. Mm. Um, but the capital appreciation, when you buy a house today, you can't, with a high level of confidence, tell me how much the, uh, the property is going to appreciate in price uh, over the next few years, um, even though we hope it does. That's that's more of a um you kind of know it does, but we can't predict how much by mm. um, whereas the income almost immediately you can guess um how much you want to get. Hmm. No, I love that. I love that. Um that's super useful to know as well, and just the difference between net worth and functional wealth. And by no means this is saying that one should only focus on functional wealth because you know, have uh having an asset which you know you might not generate income, um, but it is going to appreciate in value. Like perhaps your residential home st- still has a part to play in your overall portfolio. Well, absolutely. I think if you look at the average millionaire uh, here in the UK, you look at where their wealth comes from. A, a big part of their wealth comes from two places, which is their residential home mm. um, and their pension pots. 
So, you know, you, you can't play it down and say, oh, well, functional wealth is the most important thing. Actually, it is important, but the average millionaire um, does it through through capital appreciation, um, through their through their pension pot and, and also through, through the residential uh, property. So it is important. It is important. You can't knock off, um, you know, capital appreciation. It plays a big part. Love it, love it, love it. Now, thank you very much for that, Jax. Um, anything else to add on to either, I guess, functional wealth um, or um, versus uh, net worth before I just ask a question in relation to some of our listeners as well? Yeah, I think it's it's just really important to understand the two differences. It's probably, it's probably a new term when mm. you hear about functional wealth, um, but we kind of have uh, its cousin <laughs> or, or its brother or something or your sister, uh, where we talk about things like financial freedom and, and mm. financial independence and even societies like the FIRE uh, movement, that kind of stuff. A lot of them are much more focused on functional wealth and they just call it financial freedom. Um, but it is, I think it's, it's an okay ideology and I think it's a good ideology. I think you can uh, definitely, and I, I think people should consider it and think about it. I was just going to say, given the economic uh, climate we're in, how can people... I mean, you know, if they wanted to apply it, what, what might that look like method-wise, given the tact, uh, the challenging times we're in? Yeah, for me, you know, um, we all say personal finance is personal and everyone's uh, individual circumstance and situation is very much different. And so uh, it's not one size fits all. I think it's very important to analyze your situation individually. Um, what I would say is, you know, when we talk about current uh economic climates, I think, you know, it's important to manage risk. Um, and I'll say what's really important is to focus on uh, having things like cash buffers. So we talk about emergency funds and things like that. I think it's really important to have that cash uh, sat there in, in a, in a easily accessible account mm-hmm. where you can access and, and to have a decent amount um, for rainy days, because sometimes it doesn't just rain, it pours. Um, and, you know, you have to be aware when we get into that season. So that's that's important. And then I say, you know, if you have uh, you know, a nice cash buffer or rainy day fund or emergency fund, and you don't have any like uh high interest debts like credit card and other consumer loans, that kind of stuff, um, then I think it's important to get your money to start working for you. And you can do it in different ways. Um, you can obviously invest through your pension and, and you can invest in other financial assets and stuff like that. But I do really think it's important um, to start thinking about things like functional wealth and think about how you can, you know, use your money as 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 what I call it, the little soldiers or your little uh, employees, you know, to go out there and also work for you and also bring you back an income. Um, and you can do that by, you know, in my opinion, the easiest way to do that is to adopt a pound cost or dollar cost averaging uh, approach where you look at, let's say, a well-diversified portfolio. So you can look at funds. We we talk about funds a lot. I think funds is probably the easiest way to get started. So you can look at some income-producing funds, um, and then you can decide to allocate a proportion of your income towards buying uh, units, if it's a unit trust, or we're talking about funds. Uh, You can buy shares. You can buy into the fund. Let me put it that way to make it simple. You can deposit Mm. money into the fund um, every single month, um, that you get paid, you take a portion of your income, you buy income. There's actually a phrase called buying income, and it sounds mm. really strange, but you can buy income. And this is something that I actually do, and, and Peter, I know you do it as well, mm. where I buy income. I buy um, income-producing assets, 
uh, particularly uh, dividend paying stocks. And what happens is these dividend paying stocks um, pay me generally on a quarterly basis. So much so that I've got quite a few dividend paying stocks that pay on a quarterly basis that I get paid every single month. Um, I get paid an income from the income that I earned from my job. <laughs> Um, and it pays me every month and then I can use if I wanted to I can use that income to pay for bills and stuff like that however what I do because I'm still young and I'm still in my what we call the asset accumulation stage of our, of our personal finance journey I reinvest and I buy more income and then the more income I buy the more income I get the more income I get the more income I buy and the snowball starts there and then in the next 10-15 years I'll be a very happy man <laughs> I'll have a lot of functional wealth let's put it that way no, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, and for our listeners, actually, we did do an episode. Of, I can't remember which uh number, but probably around f- episode forty, where we were speaking around investing for income. So that's definitely quite relevant to everything Jackson's just been speaking about. But no, absolutely, man, absolutely nice food for thought for the everyday individual to perhaps if they were thinking about applying um building that sort of uh functional wealth as well so now thank you very much for that Jax. um but listen we didn't want to keep our listeners here for too long in this episode we wanted this to be a short one but before we kind of wrap up um as ever Jax, we did give out a shout out um to areas of the world where we're getting new listeners or to an area where we just haven't given a shout out before and Jax, today we're going to give a shout out to bangkok the capital of thailand Oh, amazing. Oh, really good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Interestingly, I'm actually off to um that part of the world in mm. in, in a few weeks. I'm off to uh I'm off to Bali um, as part of, of, of my uh, my honeymoon. So that's gonna be really interesting. I've never actually ventured uh that that far out before. Um or you know, I normally when I travel, I normally travel around Europe, I've been to Africa. I've been to different places in America, but I've never really been to the Far East. And so uh yeah well i mean thailand is definitely a place that i have to visit at some mm. point or maybe peter we can go together <laughs> come on come on the pictures look on point <laughs> i know i know i know so uh, yeah w- welcome to walk finance uh you're here with uh, myself jacks um the co-host uh peter here at walk finance we talk about everything finance related and everything related to finance i hope you're enjoying what you're hearing i, ha- I hope you're getting in tons of value um, if you want to hear more, um, of course, you can join our patron as well. Our patron is over um, on www.walkfinance.co.uk. You can go there on the website as well and join our mailing list if you want to ask us questions, get involved in our community and all that good stuff. So, yeah, welcome. Come on, come on, come on. Massive shout out to you and our listeners all over the world. Jax, any final words for everyone tuning in right now? No, except, you know, uh, I, was, I was talking to a few of my uh, the people I have on, on Instagram. One of the things I said to them is I'm looking forward to investing again. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been spending quite a lot of money uh, because of, uh, of the upcoming wedding. And of course, I bought a property not long ago, so I've done quite some renovations. But I'm very much looking forward to getting my money back to working in the financial markets and buying uh, income producing assets as well as growth producing assets and that's something I'm very excited about um, and I know there is a lot of uh, kind of doom and gloom about recessions and that kind of stuff but 
the important thing that we always say and I always say is uh, we're here for the long term. Mm. Um, in, in the next 10, 15 years, we will look back and remember this stage and we'll probably re- re- remember it as an opportunity to have grown our wealth. So, you know, we don't, we don't worry. Uh, we don't live in fear. We just keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely in agreement with that, Jax. Um, so now thank you very much for that. And to our listeners, we've got quite a few things in store over the coming weeks with a few guests as well. We've got a, uh, football coach joining us very soon and um, we've got um, an entrepreneur and um, Palumi returning back to us who's um, a serial property investor where he's going to do a little debate with Jack's property investor versus stock um, investor so that's happening soon yeah we've got lots of store as we start to round up is it too soon to start saying start to round up that yeah Jacks? <laughs> I don't think soon. it is you know nah, man you know how quick time just flies man so as we start to round up the calendar yeah we've got lots of things in store but now nah, to our listeners keep just supporting us doing what you're doing all of that good stuff I remember all stay, stay. woke